on 2SM and the Super Radio Network, let's get back to High Tide. It is five minutes after six here on High Tide. A cold front has brought strong southerly winds over the last 24 hours. Today's forecast, if you're thinking of heading out for enclosed waters, in Sydney, that is Sydney Harbour, Pitwater and Botany Bay, east to um, south easterly, 10 to 15 knots, turning north easterly in the afternoon, seas below 0.5 of a metre. Offshore, south easterly, 10 to 15 knots, turning north easterly in the afternoon, seas 1 to 1.5 metres, decreasing to 1 metre around midday. The swell will be southerly, 1.5 to 2, decreasing to 1.5 later in the day. Currently on Pitwater, the wind is out of 020. We've got uh, seven knots coming in at the moment, and there is a rain band making its way over to us. Ah, poor Didums is getting wet on the boat. That's all right. I know. <laughs> Polish my little toy. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, Al. Yes. Don't forget the high tide of Port Denison this morning, 1014, 1.78 of a metre, low tide of 450 this afternoon, 0.4. There you go, 1.4. And the right. high tide will be a great way to fish. There you go. Well, let's go shoot as fishers and farmers party member for the Upper House, Mark Manazak. Morning, Mark. Good morning, gentlemen. How are we? We're good now. What's this issue there is down at Cooper's Island Road where a private person who owns both sides of the road decided to block the public road off to stop access? Yeah, well, look, I guess a bit of history about this um, this road. It's been, you know, it's a road that leads um, to the river systems of Bones and Trunkabella. It's main access for our Juros Recreational Fishing Haven, which was paid out of the trusts. And everything was sort of going along swimmingly um, until the new owner in 2019 uh, illegally erected a gate um, and then also proceeded to pull down fencing on either side of this road um, that was put up by local land services um, and so just let their cattle, basically let their cattle just run across the road and then claimed it was an issue um, of people driving down there causing um, yeah, risk to his cattle. So, um, it's a, it, hang on, it is a public listed road, isn't it? Yes, it's, okay. it's been a publicly listed road. So he, he so he's breached the Roads Act of 1993 by putting up a gate without a permit. And <laughs> council knew about this, and all they did was tell him to put in a retrospective permit. Um, yeah, so that's like me or you building a, a big monstrosity of a house without a DA and then someone complains and we're just told to put in a retrospective DA. It just, it just doesn't work that way. Um, so you've got council condoning illegal behaviour. Um, and then, yeah, he's also, as I said, he's also been threatening um, people who have come down there, which has resulted in police being called and police's only solution has been to send fishermen away. Um, but, you know, it's been reported to me that they're quite frustrated by it. They want the problem resolved um, because they don't want to keep coming out here and dealing with threats to the public um, and angry, angry landowners, of course. Um, and um, so it's a big old, big old mess that's been sort of festering since 20, 2019. I know the local, the local Labor member is now aware of it. Um, You've also got, you know, Crown Lands have been obviously 
made aware of it because they've now actually put a sign up. Their solution is to put a sign up on this illegal gate saying, yeah, no entry. Um, hang on, hang on, order. hang on. No entry onto a public road. Onto a public road by the order of Crown Lands. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just nuts. Yeah, like we, yeah, we paid significant money out of the trust um, to create these recreational fishing havens. Um, and, yeah, which meant we bought out commercial fishermen's, um, you know, areas. And, yeah, that's obviously a sore point for commercial fishermen, uh, still to this, still to this day, um, to some degree. Um, so it's also a slap in the face for them that not only, you know, have they lost grounds, but the whole reason for them losing ground is, you know, become null and void um, because we've lost this potentially lost access to this recreational fishing haven um, so it's yeah it's well let really me tell you one thing there Mark that goes back to the advising committee uh, that sits on the recreational fishing trust fund to allow that to happen to not put it in concrete and make it so that it works Kieran what about yeah. council I can go and put a gate up if I own both sides of the road on the street but, out the front of my house, can I? No, you can't. Well, that's and what I'm saying. Again, that's what the problem is. Yeah, well, that's that's a problem. It's not the fishing trust issue. It, it's the council issue. Well, they should have made sure with the council that these things are in place. Mm. Well, so there's also, the, the other thing is there's also, you, I guess you're both are right, the, the, there's also a written agreement between was supposed to be a written agreement between, between fisheries and Crown Lands that if ever Crown Lands wants to sell a road, particularly a, a road that goes down that access as a river or a waterway, that fisheries are consulted. And to me it seems like fisheries hasn't been consulted in this. Um, so you've got Crown Lands doing the wrong thing as well. And it, it just... It, it reminds me of that fight we had uh, a few years ago with Town Alma Road down uh, down southwest, where you had a similar similar situation, um, and we had to you had to get the two ministers, the Crown Lands Minister and the Fisheries Minister, and bang their heads together um, and say, "Why won't your departments talk to each other?" Um, it just it just seems ridiculous that you've got these two two departments and they don't have the common sense to pick up the phone and discuss these issues before they get out of control and and this is one that's got out of got out of control you've got now crown lands putting up a sign on the legal gate saying don't go down there um when it's a public road and it's you know it's access to one of the main accesses to our uh, recreational fishing haven down there. Does, so, the, does the person own the land on each side, or is it leased from Crown Lands? Ah, uh, he owns it, from my understanding. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as I said, he, he ripped down the he ripped down the fences uh, that separated the 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 two two blocks. Um, yeah, then that that and now my understanding is he's, he's tried to hit up local land services for funding to rebuild those fences, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. The, the simple solution would have been to yeah you know, get those fences fixed if they needed fixing, put gates on either side so we can muster cattle through when needed. Um, well, that, that's and, responsibility and, and, as a landowner. That's right. Yeah, and, and put some signs up so people that are going down there, you know, caution, 
you know, there may be cattle on the road. Yes. You know. Look, you see that all around all around the state. Um, oh. That w- that would have been the sensible solution, but we're, we're now in this uh, situation where we've got a public access road being blocked, and seemingly, you know, one council and one one state department, you know, <laughs> excusing it all and 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 siding with the landowner. Yeah. So it's um, it's a mess that I'm going to have to try and unravel with the, the Crown yeah. Minister and the Fisheries Minister at the same. I hate yeah. to say it, but I can imagine the paperwork hold up on this <laughs> and the logbooks involved. <laughs> oh, look, it's, yeah, bureaucracy loves paperwork. Yeah, the government departments love paperwork. Um, you know, and they probably also love team meetings, you know, in the absence of doing work, set up a team. Have a meeting. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's it's probably going to take a bit of work to unravel unravel this one. But um, as I said, yeah, if we don't fight for our recreational fishing havens um, and maintaining that access, what was the point of spending millions of dollars uh, purchasing them from the commercial fishing industry? Yeah, good. So, okay, Mark. Thank you for that. And. Next time we talk to you, we're going to talk about uh, how many fisheries offices are being funded by the Rec Fishing Trust. Ooh, okay. <laughs> uh, well, we'll have to, have to count on hands and toes and, you know, whatever else, whatever else we've got. I think there's quite a few. <laughs> they seem to like taking the money out of the trust to, to cover those sort of things. So. Yeah, yeah, well, it's, it's good that we can give them a, a, a pay rise out of our, our trust fees. It's nice, isn't it? <laughs> okay. We'll leave it at that, Mark. Thank you for that. No. <laughs> Have a great day. Mark Vanaziak, Shooters, Fishers and Farmers Party. They do try to keep them honest, Pete. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a good <laughs> way to go. Isn't it funny how happy Kieran was this morning and then when Mark came on, boom, he's fired up again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I read was what he had to say earlier that he sent me the message and... <laughs> Just, Hang on, that was a message. One, one of the interesting things is councils, and if you read read about them, they're out of control. They've become a law unto themselves. Look, the look councils. Somebody's been poking the bear there. Yeah, <laughs> a push bike rider must have ridden past. <laughs> no, you're dead right, Kieran. You're absolutely right. It's, if someone doesn't jump up and down about it, then it just gets swept under the carpet all the sure. time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we'll take a break. Let's the high tide in the Super Network. 131269 Talking Sport. This is 2SM. 20 years ago, we started Talking Sport. Suppose we've got to say Happy New Year, but you can't get sick here and that. Yet in time, it was clear that what you love would dominate the hours of air we occupy five days a week. Welcome back. I'm sitting in the shed celebrating a birthday, not mine, but your 21st, so how good's that? Excellent. Yeah, no, the afternoon's not the same when you aren't here, that's for sure. You will still receive the passion we have for our games and your calls and those texts. Boys, great to have you back where it's like being with your mates at the pub without leaving the house. <laughs> you know, you're back. Well, you took your sweet time getting back. I mean, five weeks oh. one-tenth of a year. Has that ever occurred to you? That's okay, mate. The most important thing is, thank God you're back. Happy New Year. 21 years on, it's great to be back. Talking Sport.
Weekdays from 3. Why don't you take your taste buds on a chocolate holiday with the irresistible chocolates from Byron Bay Chocolate Company? A local success story, the family-run factory produces spectacular chocolates to match our spectacular region. Locally sourced nuts, fruits and berries are lovingly coated in the finest chocolate to create these gourmet products that leave you wanting more. Treat yourself this holiday season. Try their world-famous Moon Macadamias. Look for the Byron Bay Chocolate Company at quality independent outcomes. For the management of pain and inflammation associated with osteo and other mild forms of arthritis, try Stiff Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel. Always read the label, use only as directed, and if symptoms persist, see your healthcare professional. Look for Stiff Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel at pharmacies and health food stores everywhere. To find the location of your nearest Stiff Sore and Sorry stockers, go to loveoilcollection.com.au or phone Ray on 040 if you're looking for value for money on all homewares, then check out the incredible savings at Peters of Kensington. You'll get more bang for your buck on cookware, small electrical dinnerware and tabletop items, kitchenware, Manchester luggage and more. All the top brands are at Peters. Scanpan cookware, Rydell glassware, Wedgwood dinnerware, Stanley Rogers cutlery and Sheridan towels. Visit their flagship store at 57 Anzac Parade, Kensington, open seven days a week or shop online. Petersofkensington.com.au why in the world would you shop anywhere else? The Hyundai SUV sale event is on now. Enjoy a brilliant $2,000 factory bonus on selected Santa Fe and Palisade. Plus a great $1,500 factory bonus on the Tucson SUV. Experience our most innovative SUVs, packed with smart sense safety, advanced technology and intuitive design. Hurry, limited time only. Offer on select stock and not applicable on every model. T's and C's apply. Visit your local showroom today. Imagine that. Hyundai. 2SM has Sydney talking. On 2SM and the Super Radio Network, this is High Tide. And if you are heading down to Clareville on the northern beaches today, Taylor's Point Road will be closed in about an hour as soon as I put up the gate. Yeah, that's the way to go. You just put up a road wherever you, a gate wherever you want and just stop it. But have yeah. the council chosen him rates on the land? Is he paying land tax on it? Good if, question. Yeah, I know. Okay, let's go up to Swanee's place and he's just about to put the lycra on and go for a ride down past Karen's place. Morning, Swanee. Uh-huh. <laughs> Morning. Uh, just said you don't have to do that. All you've got to do is mention the Labor Party. We'll just go on an We've had some very good discussions in the pool, I'll tell you. It's a hard life, isn't it? Uh, it's a hard life, mate, yeah. Especially in the spa or in the pool. <laughs> well, Kira's used to blowing bubbles. Yeah, a lot of hot air coming out of it. How's the fishing been up there? Oh, mate, it's been pretty ordinary this week. We've had uh, offshore just about nothing. Like, uh, Monday afternoon, the southerlies come away and, and uh, we're sort of 30 knots all week. And now, uh, thanks to the cyclone, we're getting the, uh, really strong northerlies. And uh, any indication yesterday, they're going to come up early. About 8 o'clock, they started to blow. So, uh, if, if you're not out there now catching a mackerel, well, you're going to have a tough time of it. Uh, I'd suggest big boats only. Uh, just do it with caution, whatever. But, uh, yeah, it's going to blow again all weekend, I reckon. Uh, which is a shame because last weekend and Monday too were pretty good mornings uh, for fishing and uh, 
Um, had quite a few boats just chasing mackerel. We're back at the ramp by 7 o'clock with a bag limit. It was just that easy, like, around, especially around the blinker and, and the inshore with the veneerings and uh, Murphy's Reef. Anywhere where there's skills of bait, um, just troll through lures or toss lures. And uh, you're picking up, <coughs> picking up um, plenty of mackerel. So, yeah, it's a shame, anyhow. And also Mahi Mahi on all the pads. They're all loaded up with Mahi Mahi at the moment. Marlon a little bit shy. Um, Jay went out again last Sunday. It was a club day. Um, another 15-hour effort for one Marlin. But, uh, on 10 kilo line. I couldn't find out how big the marlin was, but, uh, yeah, a lot of, a lot of effort, uh, a lot of boredom in between, uh, a lot of confusion, as they say. Um, the beaches are, uh, yeah, been a bit hard to fish with that normally blown, but, uh, they're getting some good whining and dark, those using worms, um, this full moon. Probably better to fish of a night time, you'll have a crack at a, uh, crack at a jewfish, um, off the beach. Um, it, um, like I said, the full moon um, in the river. Um, it, it's you know, it's like Pitt Street out there at the moment. It's a long weekend, uh, uh, of course. Uh, you know, if there's boats and jet skis, boats, pleasure cars, fishermen, prawn uh, danglers, you name it, they're all out there. Jet skis and, uh, as I said, and skiers. Uh, if you're going to fish the river, I suggest get up in the creek or get out very early or do a night session. Uh, they're getting some good mangrove jack and the odd school dew on live baits in the cod hole. Um, there's still a lot of biting around, good biting on worms and soldier crabs down near the mouth. Uh, and also the, um, those fishing for whiting have been picking up some big trevally, some golden trevally, uh, fish up to five kilo. Well, on, on whiting gear, on, on, I know myself a couple of years ago, I got a four kilo fish down there, uh, fishing for brim on four kilo line, and, uh, they really give you a workout, I'll tell you, but, uh, yeah, there, there's some big trevally in the river at the moment. Like I said, we're on the full moon, so there have been a few jack taken, grunter, and jewfish, uh, especially around the cod hole or up in the creek. Um, there's been some good jack taken over at Kiwana in the, uh, man-made lakes over there. They're open to the sea, of course, um, to the river, which opens up to the sea. So uh, any fish can get up in there and some really big mangrove jack up in there on live bait. Uh, I've been trying to get there and a crab. I've run out of bait. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've had the trap in about three or four times since he's been up here and plenty of crabs in the trap and nothing you can keep. So, uh, and if you're going to put some pots out, I suggest you put them out in the creeks and put them in the main river with all this traffic the big tides and the sharecroppers you're going to lose some traps that's for sure and it becomes a very expensive exercise so yeah I'd keep them up in the, in the uh, creeks uh, your traps and yeah you get a, you should be able to get a feed if you work them hard uh, yeah generous about it fellas it's there for everyone but it's a long weekend and you don't do it early you get back to the ramp by about 9 o'clock you're going to just get uh, hopeless with all jet skis and traffic and everything. So, yeah, and uh, you might find it hard to get the boat out at night and yeah. whatever. I'm trying to get their boat in. That's the big trouble. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Okay, Swanee, thank you for that. that all right, uh, mate. Yeah, okay, well, send me back to Swanee.
Okay, no problems. You're back to create confusion next week. Okay. Okay. See you in the pool. Thanks, Swanee. Right. Thanks, Evan. <laughs> Talk to you. Okay, Swanee and Evan. removed from the Christmas card list. <laughs> oh, dear. So you come back to Sydney, Kieran? On Wednesday. Wednesday, okay. Good boy. Good yeah. to see. Not to Bella Vista to the hospital on Thursday. Probably on my way back up next Wednesday week. Okay, no problem. Yeah. Kieran, have you booked a flight? Yes. <laughs> yes. Alan, did you book Marty, a flight? I can do it now. Ha ha. I showed him how to do it. <laughs> That's good. And I got, then guess what? Only forty nine dollars. That's good. And with so carry you... carry on luggage. Yes. Yeah, have you booked carry on luggage? Yeah. Yes. And forty nine dollars, including carry on luggage. Yeah, you get seven kilos. Yeah, yeah seven kilos. You get seven kilos. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that's okay. I've only got to bring the medicine. That's about five and a half kilos. Yeah, plus your wallet. <laughs> what? I what? said plus your plus your wallet. That'd be about five kilos, in that one. No. We'll take a break. List of high tide the super network. Yeah. Easy Mortgages offers flexible home loans to suit whatever stage you're at. Whether you're buying a home, investing, renovating or refinancing, they'll help you compare and save. Easy Mortgages lends quickly and easily, offering a large range of lenders with rates more competitive than the bank. Visit the website, key in your details and get an answer within 24 hours. Go to easymortgages.com.au or call 1300-003-003. Australian Credit Licence Number 535 Weddings and other group functions are par for the course at Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club. In their beautifully appointed clubhouse overlooking the picturesque 18th Green, Twin Creeks can create an event for you, your family and friends will really enjoy. Do yourself a favour and find out about having your wedding or other group function at Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club. Go to twincreeksgolf.com.au or phone Twin Creeks Friendly Function staff on 9670 there's nothing like Razorback 4x4. They make Australia's best four-wheel drive seat covers, which offer protection like no other. So you can get out and about knowing that the interior is protected from spills, mud, sand, dogs, even messy family members. Razorback 4x4 have the strongest, most comfy seat covers this side of the black stump, and they're customizable with free shipping Australia-wide. Head to Razorback4x4.com.au and grab some for your four-wheel drive today. That's Razorback4x4.com.au. It's never been more important to buy Australian than right now. Our local manufacturers and growers produce world-class products known for their quality, safety and reliability. All while generating local jobs, supporting our communities and helping Australian families now and into the future. So look for the trusted green and gold kangaroo logo. Buy Australian now. Visit australianmade.com.au Summer is here and you want your car air conditioning working at its best. You'll be blown away with the air conditioning service at your local Repco Authorised Service Centre. Our fully qualified mechanics will help keep you cool through the summer with a comprehensive service of your car's air conditioning system. So book online today at repcoservice.com. For those high rise and difficult access painting jobs, Skyhook Painting is the answer. 
Instead of using costly and unsightly scaffolding, Skyhook's expert tradesmen will abseil down your building, preparing and painting the surface as they go. So if you've got a high-rise or difficult-access painting job, get in touch with Skyhook Painting. Go to skyhookpainting.com.au or phone 0449 Listen to 2SM online, 2SMSuperNetwork.com. On 2SM and the Super Radio Network, this is High Tide. Brought to you by Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. There we go. Welcome back to High Tide. Alan, the Peter Studio, Kieran and Grant online. Pete. How's it going up at Port Douglas after the cyclones and the current cyclone? Okay, so Cyclone Jasper come through there a while back there, just before Christmas. Um, the wind itself wasn't bad. It didn't do much damage. But the rain that followed was what was torrential. Now, you can break this up into three parts. You've got the Port Douglas being the central region. You've got Cairns that got affected, and you've got the other side of the Daintree River. Um, Cairns, very little damage, a few trees down. Port Douglas massive landslides and I say the sides of mountains that are missing all the topsoil, all the vegetation's all gone um, thousands of tonnes of uh, soil has washed out into the ocean the roads uh, between uh, Cairns and Port Douglas uh, were um, just unpassable for uh, quite a couple of weeks there, quite a few weeks actually um, but they, they've done a magnificent job in clearing that and they now have one lane operating between Cairns and Port Douglas on the coast road. How long's the queues to get through there? It's not too bad because I think the locals up there are saying alright it's going to be hard to get down there it's, it's usually about a 45 minute drive down to um, so Cairns Airport from Port Douglas it's now taking about an hour so oh, it's, it, it's, it's not too bad. Um, we were getting through for a, a while there by going um, up through Mariba and down, which was a two-and-a-half-hour drive to get into Cairns. Um, but the flood situation up there has got worse and the roads are flooding more often. Um, and also the uh, the range road between um, Cairns and Mariba was also down to one, la- one lane. Oh. For Lovely. a lot of the time, so. But the hardest hit region is that to the north of the Daintree River. Wadjil Wadjil. Wadjil Wadjil is gone. Has it? It is just washed away. And they spent millions of dollars on that new little bridge across there. It is. Uh, I don't know if the bridge is still there. Um, yeah. I don't think vehicles are getting through at all. Um, if you can get across the Daintree Ferry, which operates if there's no rain in the area between certain times, yeah. you can get to the, um, to the northern side of the Daintree and be police escorted as a convoy in four-wheel drives to get up into the, the, um, the villages there up around um, uh, Cape Tribulation, I believe. Yeah, like the Lion's Head Hotel is a, is a famous hotel about 30, 30 kilometres south of um, Cooktown and I believe it got trashed as well. Yeah, they're still cleaning that up. uh, People up there getting money. Now, Port Douglas itself has been the tourist capital of that area. Um, It has its own issues that are going on and that is uh, water supply. Uh, Because the mountains have all moved and they had undergrowth there which is all gone, they now have this brown soil coming down or brown mud coming down and keeps um, fouling up the water treatment plant. So fresh water in Port Douglas is um, not reliable, I would say, at this stage. So when that shuts down, um, they have no way of fighting fires. So most of the shops there have to close. they have no way of uh, providing meals and that sort of stuff. 
Uh, you can't flush toilets. Um, they're recommending that you get a bucket and go down to the swimming pool, then put the bucket of water <laughs> in the toilet. Who has the swimming pool empty? Uh, well, once it's gone, it's gone. And the swimming pool probably won't empty because of the amount of rain, rain you're still, get, you're still <laughs> getting. Um, hey, Pete, yeah. what, about the, what about the resorts then? Uh, the resorts are suffering, suffering bad. Um, some of them are getting um, big ICBMs and uh, getting them there and hooking them up to their water supplies. They've built up their own tank waters, basically, and then feed it through. Um, it, it is very difficult to operate. Now, tourism up there is what supports the, the town. Yeah, yes. um, and tourism is saying, yes, please come, please come. And I understand why they're doing that. But to my way of thinking, a lot of the locals there that aren't involved in tourism are saying, well, don't come now. We've got enough strain on the system as it is. Um, what it really needs is a big input by government to get things up and running again. And I, I really just don't know how that's, um, how that's happening. Well, it impacts the charter boats as well because a lot of places where the charter boats are taking people to the islands, like Low Isles and things like that, they've all been trashed as well. The, yeah, Low Isles has suffered very bad because of the freshwater runoff out of the Daintree. And uh, um, I don't like putting the area down, but you've got to say if, if it's all dead out there, it's all dead. Stay away from it. Um, hopefully it'll, it'll rebuild itself. It'll be interesting to see how it takes to rebuild itself. It's, yeah, the uh, Low Isles is the holy grail of Port Douglas. Yes. Um, you, you can't even break wind out there and <laughs> without anyone measuring how fast it's blowing. <laughs> but um, uh, I feel very sad for the operators um, that are relying on that. Um, uh, we're on a fishing show, the fishing's going off there. Um, there's about 40 tonnes, I believe, of uh, barramundi got washed out of the, um, <laughs> out of the barramundi <laughs> farms and we end up in there and it's not barramundi um, season but the kids on school holidays have an absolute ball with catch and release. Um, uh, but then the other thing, I believe there's about 400 crocodiles that got washed out of a crocodile okay. farm as well. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the area is suffering bad. It really is. Um, there is government assistance going through, and um, uh, the council's, I think, doing its best. But didn't our prime minister go up there and take two pallets of beer up there? Yeah, two pallets of beer before. That helps the, everyone, doesn't it? Yeah, that helped a lot when people just wanted fresh water. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, we won't get too much into that, but um, <laughs> it didn't go down well, might be the way to, to say that. Yes. Um, uh, it's like uh, putting a party over before the work even began. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Get up there now, get to have a look at it. A lot of locals um, are running um, bits and pieces up there. There's one little fishing charter boat. He's more of a YouTuber, actually. He goes up there, and I, I can't remember his name, and I should do because he should be congratulated. He noticed that there was no dog food, no animal food. So right. he, he loaded his boat up to the gunnels, <laughs> literally, and ran up there on, on his, his own goodwill and um, delivered dog food. Oh, well done. Um, and, well, dog food, cat food, yeah. uh, canary seeds or, yeah. or whatever whatever yeah. was required you know? and uh, there's a lot of goodwill of the um, the local people up there getting into that which is good to see. How do you get up for water for home? Are you on tank water or town water? Uh, we're on uh, tank water and bore water. Okay. It's strange enough uh, just before I was getting on the plane to come down here <laughs> the pump that feeds the house <laughs> it broke down. <laughs> totally unrelated to any flooding, any cyclones or anything like that. Um, electricity was off for quite some time and um, uh, we have a small generator at home which, which, which runs fridges and a light and that sort of stuff. Um, my son who relies on electricity also for his, his business that he runs from home, we end up dropping the generator off to him and we, Michelle and I went down and lived on the boat for a few days there which was fully self-sufficient. Um, it can, it can 
survivors. And this, this current cyclone hasn't caused the grief there? It's further down at Townsville? No, it's further down at Townsville. I was talking to a couple of friends of mine there. Again, they're YouTubers, and I haven't looked at their YouTube site, but Sailing Papayo, um, if you go there, you'll probably see a little bit of cyclone activity that they've uh, shown there. They're in a, a small catamaran and travelling around. They had the boat in Townsville Marina, and the last I spoke to them, they didn't know of any damage that was done to oh, it or any, any uh, uh, damage. Thankfully, as I was saying earlier, um, nothing's washed up and crammed up in the corner like a semi-cyclone Yazi, thank goodness. Yeah, because the marina's fairly well protected at Townsville. It's a good uh, one, yeah. But it's still get a storm, storm surge in there. And with a lot of boats in there, it just moves it around too much. Well, the, the shallow water that leads up to it yes. um, would be perfect for a storm surge because you get one breaker, then the next breaker, then the yeah. next breaker. But thankfully, that shallow water will stop the swell from coming in there. Yes. And magnetic protection. But magnetic uh, would mostly have been trashed a little bit, Horseshoe Bay and that sort of area. Yeah, well, magnetic, uh, they were advised before the cyclone got there to fill up water tanks because they were worried about the water supply in there. And they said have enough water there for at least three to four days. Interesting one. Okay. Mm. We'll take a break. It's the High Tide Super Network. 2SM has Sydney talking. You used to be paying $600 a quarter for electricity, now they're paying $1,200. At the bottom line, when you line up at the checkout, what you are living on, that's where it's still really hurting us. The small minorities are getting in there who have an agenda to push because we are quiet, and when I say we, I mean the majority, then we have to accept it. The minority blokes are out there jumping up and down in the streets. That's why they're getting things through that they shouldn't be getting through. Summer mornings with Dave Cochran. Nothing says Aussie summer like an ice-cold Bundaberg ginger beer. Coupled with backyard barbecues, sunshine and your mates. Bundaberg ginger beer is a true blue brew. A quintessential classic. Craft brewed over three days using real Aussie ginger. And a traditional family recipe which has been perfected over four generations. Treat yourself this summer to the great Australian brew. Bundaberg ginger beer. Recently retired and want to give back to the community, looking to contribute to a worthwhile cause. Join View Clubs of Australia, a friendly women's network in your local community. View supports the Smith family to help Australian children in need break the cycle of poverty. Become a member today. Call 1-800-805-366 or go to view.org.au. Are you building a new home? Well, there's a more affordable way with a PAL Kit Home, Australia's most experienced and trusted kit home supplier for more than 50 years. You can become an owner-builder and manage the building of your own home. PAL guarantee that you can do it even without prior building experience. Find out how you can build your very own home. Go to PAL, that's P-A-L, kithomes.com.au or you can phone them on 1-800-024-912. Because they specialise in strata complex unit and commercial building repairs or upgrades, Network Construction Services are the remedial building specialists that you can trust and you really can trust them. They're good. So if you do need repairs or you do need refurbishments or maintenance to your strata complex or unit or commercial building, Network Construction Services are the leaders in remedial building work. Call Steve, 980856. 
Hi, I'm Patrick Dangerfield. How good is getting out on the water? But what if something happens to your boat or jet ski? You want to know that you can count on your insurance. That's why I choose Club Marine. Boat insurance by people who know boats. Club Marine is Australia's largest provider of boat insurance with more than 50 years experience. So if you're looking for flexible cover options, exclusive member benefits and fantastic claim service, look no further. Get a quote at clubmarine.com.au and discover why boating's just better with Club Marine. Gym, available at clubmarine.com.au. Read the PDS to see if this insurance is right for you. This is 2SM Sydney. On 2SM and the Super Radio Network... You're listening to High Tide. Brought to you by Blake's Marine. Check out the range at blakesmarine.com.au and Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. And they are nice people at Blake's Marine most of the time. But the police apparently just runs itself. <laughs> no, it doesn't. The kids do a great job. And I'm there too as well. Not there today, but, but Kenny and uh, Michelle are in today. So if anyone needs it, they go out there. But let's go, while we're talking Queensland, well, let's go to speak to Mr. Burt and find out what's happening up there. Morning, Paul. Good morning, gentlemen. How are we? We're very good. How'd you spend Australia Day? Oh, mate, I um, by the pool. <laughs> good. Too, too much. I actually uh, went for a surf in the morning. It was beautiful on the beach. Took a young fella down with his mate. And that was lovely through to lunchtime. It was really nice to be in the ocean when it's overcast but calm but still a bit of swell but not have that salt being caked onto you by 33 degree temp. You know, it was really, really nice. So that was yesterday and we come back and just chill out at home and... Um, and then uh, the young, other young fella, he had a few mates around and they um, finished up last night. And, um, yeah, man, pretty much that was it. Just a nice, relaxing day, as it should be. Beautiful. And the fishing's been good? Fishing's been okay. It hasn't been too bad. We've got some pretty good days today and tomorrow will be the first two days you'll be able to fish, really. And next week, we've got that sort of south-southeasterly swell is going to kick in. I think uh, oh, wind's going to kick in. It's only going to be 15 to 18 knots, but that's enough when going out to the... Uh, if you're heading out to the shelf targeting the black marlin, because they've been in great numbers, uh, been plenty about from deep southern all the way up to sort of deep drag, uh, just sort of east of the seaway, you can say, in about 80 metres of water. And some boats have been getting, you know, 15, 20 shots and, you know, catching nearly that many fish as well per boat. There's been a lot of, lot of fish. So a late run for us, normally that's sort of uh, early jam. Uh, so, you know, coming through now is good. I think we're going to see some good catches coming all the way through. And even Harvey Bay starting to fire at the moment as well in the last week or two. So that tells us that we're going to be seeing some more fish coming through over the next next month. Um, and, and, of course, then that moves down into, you know, off uh, Port Macquarie, Port Stephens, all those areas there. So we'll, we'll see a, a later one of the, uh, of the marlin pushing through. Um, so that does make it a bit choppy when you've got the small boats, trailer boats, wanting to get out there. Uh, this week, so today, tomorrow will be your first two days, and probably the only two days this week to, to do that. Um, a lot of mahi mahi on this shelf at the moment, also around the fads, a bit of nice uh, dollies. Uh, if you want to have a crack at those, uh, live bait first thing in the morning, best bet. Or alternatively, you could just uh, cube up. A little bit of current out there at the moment as well, so it's making it um, you know pretty good. But it does predict that swell up and you get wind against current. Uh, so particularly that northerly current pushing to the south and a southerly wind going against it and the currents over a couple of knots, it gets really boxy. Um, other than that, guys, you know, the uh, kingfish have been on the move. If you stab up, plenty of mulloway in close. All the rain that, that we've had over the past month and a half seen the local wrecks firing up in the artificial blocks uh, just northeast of the seaway off the jumping pin, all those areas there, cathedrals, sullies, cotton reefs, or any pinnacle that's in about 18 fathoms of water. 
to about 22 fathoms of water is going to hold bait at the moment. And on that bait pool, you'll find mullerwater jewfish. So they're, they're in good numbers. Uh, some good fish too. Generally, your reef jewries are about 12 kilos, maybe maybe uh, nudge one or two more than that. But some of the fish have been a little bit bigger, so it's, it's good to see that they've been coming out. Uh, onto those bait balls after the rain. Um, inshore, mate, there's been a few tailor actually up at the jumper pen up there on uh, Friday, I think we went up. No, today. So, today was like oh, Sunday. Uh, Thursday, we were up there on Thursday and there were a few tailor balls uh, chopping up just near Millionaires Row where they have all the big boats more. So opposite that, you've got Crusoe Island. So just on that inside channel, there's a few tailor just coming through. Just look for the birds and the fish chopping. Uh, also, plenty of flattered up there. The water's really dirty on the run outside, like it's filthy, so... You'd want to be fishing the clean water. Look for the pocket. So probably half the run into the high and then the first hour or two of the run out. But fish those clean water pockets. Stay away from the dirty water. It's way too dirty uh, for the flatties. And your normal, you know, your squidgy runner squidgies will work with a 1.6 or 1.8, 1.0 to 2.0, depending on the size of the squidgy that you're running. Uh, and, the, and the, that'll be your jig head size as well. Um, been a few bass up in the downs. So it's a nice bass about at the moment. Uh, and also the barra in the north has been some barra battles. It's going to head up to Peter Faust down on the weekend right now, but uh, we're not doing it because the cyclone didn't do anything. Um, so that's sort of, you know, we stayed away from that because it was absolutely useless, that thing. But, you know, it created a bit of wind and all that sort of stuff and not a lot of rain. So the dams up there around Mackay and Proserpine didn't overflow in the sense of, of a lot of water coming in the back of that dam. Normally if that happens and the flood waters come into those dams, you'll, uh, you'll get 20 or 30 barra all around at metre. They'll just stack up, but at the moment, unfortunately, that's not the case. But uh, back down here, there's been some nice mango jacks in the Narang River, uh, particularly around Bundle Bridge, also up around the Coomba River, Hope Island Rock Walls, Centric Oak Rock Walls, and Paradise Point Rock Walls. You've got that morning high tide at the moment, about 10 o'clock, so you want to have a high at about 5 or 6 in the morning when it's just on dawn. Uh, you know, the, the fish are, are really starting to get hungry that morning bite, and uh, so another week, I think, if you troll those areas up there or cast pluckies, you'll, you'll do okay. Uh, and also casting soft plastics around the, um, the, the pontoons and all that in the Narang River. I've uh, been holding some good fish. Again, run outside really, really dirty at the moment. So uh, I'll be hitting that um, last of the last hour of the run in and the first hour of the run out and, uh, and working those edges. And I reckon you'll do okay on big paddle tails or swim boats. So, oh, mud crabs. These are mud crabs. Yeah, they like dirty water. That was the next question, the mud crabs. <laughs> yeah, mate. Yeah, there's heaps there, Blakey. So many, mate. Um, the Logan River would be the place to be at the moment. So Narang... You don't get a lot of big mud, male mud crabs in the Narang River. Hasn't really ever been a good fishery. You get a few here and there, but not a lot. But um, the Logan River's really, really powering on, uh, all the way from uh, Barks Rocks up near the front there, uh, further upstream. Uh, even the Pine River's getting them at the moment. So Coomera's holding a few, not a lot. But, yeah, the Logan's definitely the place to be. And that features out and feeds out into uh, around the power lines. You know that area. You bring your boat down through there. Yes. And, and, um, and you know how many crab pot plates are generally through there. So. There is thousands of crab pots there. <laughs> and this is where there's a lot of mud banks, a lot of, a lot of crab holes, a lot of great features for, for mud crabs to hang out in. So, you know, um, it, it's definitely worthwhile. So I guess if you're keen to have a crack, that'll be the place that I'd definitely go and do it. Just remember four crab pots per person, maximum eight per boat, no matter how many people you got on, as long as it's more than two. Um, and you're allowed, um, I think it's 14 crabs or something, like that, crabs per, per boat as well, otherwise seven per person, um, 15 centimetres across the top of the carapace and males only. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, and, and enjoy them. 
beautiful week, and there's plenty of them out there at the moment. Yeah, muddy. So even swimmers crabs, blue swimmers or sand crabs, yeah, as you mate, call around. Yeah, the blue yeah. swimmers are about at the moment as well. They're um, they're. The last time I did that, we had our, a couple of our our pods were taken, but we <laughs> were watching them. <laughs> we just didn't watch them in that three minute period. Um, but look, they're around at the moment, up around uh, Sovereign Islands, so the western banks of Sovereign Islands, which is the main channel between Paradise Point and Sovereign. Um, also, on the bottom end of Ephraim would be worthwhile between Runaway Bay and Ephraim, that main channel. Opposite Courage is a lot of shallowness opposite Courage up towards um, uh, Browns Inlet, that big bank there. You get a bit, but there's a lot of current rips through there. So I'd avoid that area, and I'd head further north up towards the older shots. Again, super dirty water. I don't like sort of putting my pots in for blue swimmers in that really fresh, muddy-coloured water. I'd rather do the mud crabs. Um, so probably... Yeah, give that a go on that high tide in the main channels, not up on the shallower flats because it's, it's just too too filthy at the moment. But um, maybe let it clear up for another week or two before you want to get out and get some business. Okay. Now, when does Step Outside come back online? Um, good question. March. We're online. Um, it, well, on TV it's on early March. I think it's March 4th or 7th, if I'm correct. Yes. Um, so we're back then, which is this Sunday. Uh, so that's all new episodes, season six, thanks to Anaconda. And, uh, and also Shimano and, 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 uh, Nautilus Marine and Suzuki and, and I know, just keep going. Um, but that's, that's back on then. But you can catch up on all the, uh, season sixes, uh, on, uh, on the 7 Plus app if you want to chill out and just do a binge day of learning different fishing techniques. So yeah, check it out. There you go. Grant's seen uh, every one of them six times. Pete, you're there too, eh? Yeah, I'm down here enjoying myself with Alan. He's put on a fantastic day for me yesterday. Oh, lovely, mate. Lovely. Good to hear your voice, and, and uh, everything worked well up there. They opened the Captain Cook Highway up at the moment, mate. Yeah, they have. I come down there just when I was getting on the plane a couple of days ago, and uh, they've got one lane open between Port Douglas and Cairns, um, and uh, massive landslides there. The sides of mountains are missing, and... Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's a changed landscape. I remember seeing some of the drone footage of it all up there after the, uh, after the, 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 the rain, torrential rain from Jasper coming out. Mate, it was just a, it was a mess. Like, yeah. It, it, the boulders the sizes of, of, of houses. Exactly, yeah. It, um, how they cleared that away as quick as they did is beyond me. But not only that, the, in places where the, um, used to have small pipe works, I guess, that went under the road to drain the water away, um, the pipe works are gone. All under the roads disappeared, and um, the road itself is gone. So, um, yeah, a lot of road building work's going to be on there for a long while. Oh my God, yeah, that's uh, it's just it's just nuts. And people who don't know what we're sort of talking about, you think a Great Ocean Road or somewhere just like a be- the most beautiful road that just you know just pearl, just like a necklace along the the, the, the beach up there is um, unfortunately been decimated. But one lane is open, you say? Yeah. So what happens? You, you, it's um, goes down to one lane in about uh, four places along there for about half a kilometre or so. So you, you come along, they've got a traffic light system yeah. set up, and it's it's actually flowing quite fast. You now each of the stops I down on the way down might have been five minutes, I suppose, and you know, um, that added an extra fifteen to twenty minutes to the trip. But um, they're actually doing a fantastic job of um, both clearing the roads and they, they get stuck into it overnight, I believe, um, to try and get the works done. Um, but to keep the traffic flowing and that, there's a lot of people doing a lot of good work. Yeah, well, that's a, that's a, it's a great thing. We must have just got out of there. Like, you know, imagine, because we, we took that that uh, minute of, of, of uh, I guess, you know, grace period to get out before the cyclone or after the cyclone, before that rain. 
That's, yeah. Um, yeah, you'd want to be driving on that road and you see a mountain fall down the side. Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. So you've had a stay for that <laughs> year, I promised you. You, you would have got some uh, some excellent uh, footage afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I can tell you, mind, mind you, um, <laughs> I think I did a, a lap record on that road to hang out. Never mind. Yeah, it was a very interesting time there. And obviously a lot of people in Townsville, uh, you know, um, Mate, they just had, they had a bit of wind up there, no, not, not, not a lot of rain whatsoever, which is good news. Good to see people safe, that's what it comes yeah, down to. Yeah. Are you fishing today, Paul, or what are you doing today? Mate, uh, I'm gearing, my young fella's going out in his boat, so um, I'll just hang around. I, I'll, try and, I'll try and stay close if he's, uh, if he's going out in his tinny with his mates. Just, yeah. He's only 14 with his six, so, you know, and it, it is a straight day, long weekend, so if anything happens, I'm, I'm around at a call. But I'll, uh, I'm going to gear up tomorrow. Tomorrow morning's been good. We're going to have a real light sort of... Uh, South southeast in the morning, probably six to eight knots, and then dropping down to about one to two knots at about nine o'clock, ten o'clock in the morning, turning a little bit more east, and then it will pick up a little bit more east southeast at around probably five, six knots till two p.m. So I think that'll be a perfect day for trolling. We've got that moon up at the moment. I think you'll get you know natural wahoo and all that sort of stuff there. So uh, high tide, like I said, late mid morning, and I, I think that'll be. Uh, It'll be good. And the bars, just watch your coastal bars at the moment, here, boys. There's a, a lot of lot of dumping east swell at the moment, and it's cracking in at about 1.8 to 2.2 on the sets. So it's pretty decent. And uh, with that fairly good high tide at the moment, fairly big high tide, uh, it'll really, really stand up on the fresh waves after that. So good tide in the sense you can get out at 5 or 6 in the morning on the first of the run-in and come back in on the high. Sounds good. Thank you for that, Paul. You have a great day. Look forward to catching up in the morning. Yeah, look, to, look forward to it, guys. Good to talk to you there too, Pete, and take care, guys. Yeah, thanks so much. Bye. Paul Burton, you can catch him on uh, Update on 7 and High Tide. He does a good job. Yeah, yeah he does. He's, um, yeah, he's, good, great, he's a great compi. Yes, yeah, he's, okay. he's a six foot four, twelve year old kid. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good description, actually. He's he, yeah. he just fun to get on with. Nothing's a problem to him. Yeah, I've never heard anyone have a bad word about him. No. What no, about you, Kieran? Like you <laughs> he's like, what, sorry? Uh, so no, he's a great no, drone pilot no, on top. No. Okay. Oh, yeah. I heard he's going to buy a push bike. He's quite well respected up here, let me tell you. Yeah. I, I heard he's going to buy a push bike here and so we can get around town. That'll be, uh, that could strain the friendship. <laughs> <laughs> but if he keeps it down there, who cares? Okay, Kieran. Let him drive amongst, amongst the trams and the people down there in the Gold Coast. Okay, 60 seconds, where's the best place to go for a fish today? I would fish in Sydney, I would go and fish in Arabine Lake. All the northern beaches down south, uh, Batemans Bay and Narema have been fishing excellent. As uh, Greg Reed explained, don't forget, fish with the soft places, use the florid lure, all bait. I think bait is working extremely well. How's the weather going to be? Yeah, weather's good. Not it's going to be cloudy, but not a problem. Coming around to the northeast in the afternoon, I believe. Okay, so we could go offshore, we could chase the dolphin fish and we'll look for the marlin. Do you what do you think? Sounds good to yeah. me. Check the weather before any you leave. Ab- and don't forget what you've got to come home. What about voting advice? Do we have voting advice for anybody before yeah, we go? we did before. We're talking about e-perbs again. Uh, just make sure yeah. you check them out. And uh, check and make sure you have a spare anchor and your anchor chain and rope's good. It's uh, very timely at the moment. Cool. What about a life jacket? Yes, make sure you've tested those and they're good. Otherwise you get into trouble. But, gas uh, bottles? Yeah, gas Those bottles. Listen. Gas bottles can cause a problem. Hey, listen, the music's playing. Yeah, what happened to the yachty? What yachty? The yachty's here. Yachty's here. Oh, that, that's horrible, <laughs> that music at the moment. 
We won't play that. Horrible, is it? Yeah, it just it didn't sound the best. It was all crackly. But, oh, uh, okay, yeah, there's a, uh, yeah, we, uh, slight issue there. Everybody have a great day. If you're hitting out on the waters today, do so safely. It's beautiful, beautiful. A weekend, a little bit of rain about, but it's not going to dampen our spirits too much. Have fun. Safe boating, everyone. Kieran, what do you say? Keep your eye on the sky. That's it. Safe boating, everyone. Thank you for listening this morning. Same time tomorrow, same channel. Peter, thank you very much for coming in. You coming in tomorrow? Absolutely. Well, there you go. Look forward to it. If you, get, if you want any calls, give us a call, 1312 69.